Welcome to the Story Table, brought to you by Providence Church in Lake Providence, Louisiana, where they want you to know that you are loved. Sierra Story, Chapter 14 Sierra lay back and closed her eyes. It's been a week, she said glumly. I know, darling, but y'all will work it out. Sierra felt Elaine straightening the blanket on her bed. She moved her head towards the shadowy, dark outline as she heard the water glass tinkling, telling her her mother was rearranging the bedside table for the hundredth time, unwittingly stretching her daughter's nerves to the limit. Sierra wouldn't have even agreed to see her parents at all if it weren't for the twins. They were asking a lot of questions she wasn't prepared to answer. They deserved some sort of normalcy. The least she could do would be to get along with their grandparents. So what if she drives me insane, Sierra thought to herself. What does it matter at this point? Would you please stop, she said in spite of herself, managing to sound only slightly furious instead of maniacal. I'm trying to talk to you, Mom, and my nerves are fried. Couldn't you just sit still? Elaine took a seat obediently. Excuse me, I'm just trying to help. Sierra recognized the hurt in her mother's voice. She knew it should make her feel guilty, but it didn't. A part of her wanted to make Elaine suffer as much as possible. What her mother had done was bad enough, but for she and her dad to keep it from her all these years? I don't even know who my real father is, and they expect me to just forgive and forget? How can I? The barrage of thoughts was followed instantly by another. Isn't that what you want from Sonny? Sierra shook her head to dislodge them all. But it's different, she thought. Sonny hasn't even heard my side. The one-sided argument was lost before it began. Sierra admitted to herself that she didn't know what her side was, let alone how she would explain it if he gave her a chance. Sierra, Elaine said patiently, you need to rest and not go getting yourself all worked up. You know what the doctor said. If you get too agitated, that aneurysm could break loose and bleed again. Sierra rolled onto her side, giving her mother her back. Elaine didn't seem to notice. You and Sonny will work things out. You'll see. He's not daddy, Sierra said bluntly, knowing the little jab would hurt. Elaine's eyes glistened, but she answered cheerfully. No, he's not, but he's a good man, and he loves you. He just, you just need to give him some time. Elaine paused, summoning the courage to ask the question that hung between them. Sierra, did you and Charles... Sierra rolled back towards her mother. Her face flushed angrily. No. And Sonny thinks... I guess it's pretty obvious what Sonny thinks. Sierra's voice faltered. Judy thinks he must have overheard Charles and I talking when he came to the hospital room. Then... Then he should have heard me telling Charles to leave. I guess it doesn't matter. Evidently, he doesn't want to give us a chance. Elaine was quiet as Sierra's voice trailed off. The silence between mother and daughter grew almost companionable. You know, Sierra went on, you used to say you don't know how much something means to you until you lose it. I thought you were silly. 
Elaine started to answer, but Sierra raised her hand. Now I know what you meant, and it's too late. Her voice grew softer. When the twins were younger, after I lost Brandon, we tried for a while to get pregnant again. I missed having a baby. I'll never forget how special everything seemed when there was a brand new baby in the house. I wanted that feeling back. You know what I mean? It's like even the air is sweeter. Elaine wisely waited for Sarah to continue, not wanting to break the spell surrounding them. But after a while, I realized that even if I did get pregnant, that baby would grow up too. And then I would need another baby to get that feeling back, and then another and another. Elaine's voice was barely audible, and she prompted Sierra to continue. So, did you quit trying, or you couldn't get pregnant? We quit trying, Sierra responded. We wanted to enjoy the time we had with the twins. There's no doubt about it. Having a baby in the house is a special time. But we realized we could miss out on so much with them if we were always trying to recapture the baby years. It wasn't fair to them. We decided that each stage of their lives was special, and we wanted to treasure them all. We have, too. We have even enjoyed the dreaded teenage years. Elaine patted Sierra's hand. You're a pretty wise woman. Yeah, that's me, Sierra responded with a humorless laugh. The wise one. She sighed deeply, pulling the skimpy hospital blanket up around her shoulders. The harsh winter sun was casting a glare over the room, making it difficult for Elaine to keep from squinting. She shielded her eyes as she walked to the window, tilting the blinds in the opposite direction. What made you think about that, she asked Sierra. Oh, I don't know. A lot of things. I've had a lot of time to think lying here for a week, and it struck me that I've been doing the same thing again. Elaine wrinkled her brow in confusion. You've lost me now, she said. I know you're not talking about having a baby. Of course not. Although Sierra's laugh was more genuine, this time it was just as brief. But I didn't see the similarity before between the baby thing and the deal with Sonny and Charles. I still don't, Elaine admitted. Don't you see, Mom? That newborn time is a lot like when you first fall in love. Each day is special and rosy. Then, inevitably, that heart-stopping, sweaty hand feeling fades away and leaves an older, more mature love in its place. Elaine began to nod, seeing where Sarah was going. And that's when people try to get the old feeling back. Exactly, Sierra exclaimed. And sometimes, like me, there's acceptable to looking in the wrong place. Charles and I split up early before the new really wore off. So it was easy to remember how passionate we were. But Sonny and I had that once, too. Sierra's face was tortured as she reflected over the past months. I almost forgot that. I really do know what you're talking about, Elaine's voice was heavy. Sarah wished she could see her mother's face clearly. It's so clear now, Mom. Just like the baby thing, love grows. Love changes in ways that can be good or better unless you let yourself get caught up trying to recapture that dating feeling. Elaine was emphatic now, and that's when a lot of marriages fall apart. Yeah, Sarah agreed sadly. A lot of them do. Yours made it. Well, mine? Who knows?
Yours will make it too, sweetie. You'll see. Sarah bit her lip to keep from crying again. Crying was all she had done for the past week. Come on, Mom. He won't come see me. He won't return my calls. And if he happens to answer the phone, he hangs up. How's my girls? Jim breezed into the room with an official-looking folder in his hands. We're fine, Daddy. Hey, dear, Elaine said, giving her husband an affectionate smile and planting a kiss on his cheek. What's that, she asked, pointing to the folder. Something important. Jim patted Sarah's legs until she moved over enough for him to sit down on the edge of the bed. Cece, sweetie, I've got something for you. Jim looked at his wife. And you too, he said, motioning for her to sit on the other side of the bed. Elaine sat down slowly with a puzzled look on her face. Jim patted her on the shoulder. Let me do this my way, he said. Girls, Jim took a deep breath. There's no easy way to say this, but I'm not going to beat around the bush. Dr. Wyland did me a favor the other day. I didn't ask y'all about it because, well, I was afraid you might fight me on it, and it was the right thing for everyone. Elaine's eyes darted from the folder and back to her husband. Sierra squinted in Jim's direction, privately cursing her fuzzy eyes. Jim continued. They'd already taken plenty of blood from Sierra to run tests on, so I asked him to run a paternity test for us, and he agreed. Elaine sucked in her breath with a loud gasp. Sierra felt her heart stop. It's right here, Jim said. Although it's pretty unconventional, Bill was kind enough to let us deal with this alone. Shall I read the results? Jim waited for several moments, but no one answered. Ladies, he asked again. Daddy, you, you didn't have to... Jim interrupted her. Yes, Sierra, I did have to do this. We should have done it years ago, just like we should have told you a long time ago as well. I want everything out in the open, and I want to make up for the secrets, however we can. Elaine got off the bed and faced the window. When she turned around, tears were streaming down her face. But Jim, she pled, what if... She stopped abruptly. The look on her husband's face told her he already knew the results. Read it, Sierra said quietly. Read it, Sierra said quietly. Taking his eyeglasses out of his right pocket and putting them on, Jim paused only briefly after opening the folder. I'm no doctor, but there's only one way to read these results. It says here the DNA of the daughter, Sierra Gray, that would be you. Jim read aloud, smiling broadly, is 99.99% compatible with the DNA of the alleged father, Jim May. That would be me. Sierra reached in Jim's direction. Her dad was already moving to take her in his arms. Elaine caught the discarded folder as it fell from Jim's hand. She wrapped her arms around it, holding it to her chest like a precious souvenir. She watched Jim and Sierra holding on to each other, and her heart ached from pain and bliss. As relieved and happy as she was, there was no escaping from the knowledge that it was her mistake that brought them to this moment. You really didn't have to, Sierra murmured. Her voice was shaky and muffled in her dad's shoulder. Yes, I did, baby. You never would have asked, and I knew you needed to know. Matthew Wyland waited as long as he could before knocking quietly and pushing the door open. 
His face was beaming. How's my patient, he asked, coming to stand close to Elaine. He patted her on the shoulder compassionately. Better, Doc, Sierra said. Jim turned to face the doctor, scooting back and leaning against Sierra's headboard. His daughter pulled his arm around her back, resting her head on his shoulder as he balanced precariously on the edge of the bed. Glad to hear it, Dr. Wylan replied. I need to talk to you about seeing a specialist. He hesitated momentarily. Is Sonny here? Jim answered for Sierra. No, Matthew, he's not, but we'll talk to him about whatever you have to tell us. He nodded at Dr. Wylan, encouraging him to continue. Dr. Wylan frowned. Okay, he said, but I'd really like to talk to him when he comes. The other three nodded in agreement. I've studied your CAT scans, and I have my opinion, but I'm not a neurosurgeon. Sarah could feel Dr. Wylan addressing her directly. She was grateful to him for that. As in many other medical cases, there are differences of opinions in my field about the treatment of this type of aneurysm. Many experts believe an early operation to clip the aneurysm is the best way to prevent re-bleeding. Others hesitate to operate, believing the prescription of medicine and bed rest is the best course to take. I have the names of several highly respected neurosurgeons. I think it'd be best if you and Sonny looked at them and made the decision on where to go from here. What about my eyes? Sierra asked directly. Dr. Wyland looked down at her folder. When he spoke again, he measured his words carefully. I can't say, Sierra. That's something else an expert could tell us. I do think there's a chance the nerves that were damaged by the swollen artery will recover, however gradually. We'll just have to wait and see. Sarah sighed deeply. I see, she said bitterly. The irony of her words seemed to be lost on everyone else. Dr. Wallen handed Elaine a sheet of paper. Here are the names of five people who are at the top of this field. One of them, that third one, he said, pointing, is in Aspen. Don't you have a sister living in Colorado? Yes, Elaine said. She patted Sierra's feet. Wouldn't Aunt Ruth be happy to see you? Sierra didn't respond. In all her dreaming, this was never how she had planned to go to Colorado. Dr. Wallen reached to shake Jim's hand. Look, I need to finish my rounds, but really, this is something we need to move on quickly. I'd like to set Sierra up with someone at the end of the week. Talk to Sonny and let me know where y'all decide to go. We will, Matthew. Jim rose to his feet and walked his old friend to the door, giving him a bear hug. Thanks for everything, he added. We really appreciate it. Mom, Sierra asked as the door shut behind the doctor. Please try to call Sonny again. It's dinner time. He should be at home. Maybe he'll talk to one of you. Judy stopped at the end of the field and turned off her truck's engine. Sonny was about three-quarters of a mile away, headed in her direction. Judy looked at the rows and rows of neatly turned soil behind Sonny's tractor and the expanse of ground ahead of him. She'd always thought of Sonny as a hard-working, dedicated farmer. She knew he loved this land. She had watched him fight the elements for it for many years. But she also knew he loved his family more. Judy wished she knew how to get Sonny to fight for them. Sonny's demeanor was stiff and impersonal by the time he stopped his tractor and made his way over to the cab of Judy's truck. 
She had no idea she was reminding him of another time just recently when someone had stopped to talk to him in the field. He thought about that day, about asking his wife's boyfriend to come for supper. You're such a fool, he berated himself. He remembered how upset Sierra had been, and I thought it was just because she was nervous about cooking supper for some hotshot city reporter. She could have told me then, he thought angrily. What? Sonny asked gruffly when he reached Judy's window. Well, hello to you too, Sonny. I'm fine, thank you. Judy tried to sound light and funny, but Sonny's expression wouldn't give. She jumped to the point. Jim and Elaine need to talk to you. Oh? Judy ignored his tone. Yes, Dr. Wyland wants Sierra to see a specialist. Sonny took his hat off with one hand and wiped his brow with the other. What does that have to do with me, he asked. Judy struggled to hold on to her temper. She's your wife, Sonny, and they want your opinion on where to take her. Dr. Wyland gave them several choices. One is in Colorado, near her Aunt Ruth. They're leaning that way. Judy paused, but Sonny looked past her without comment. Sonny, she said, throwing caution aside, aren't you even going to talk to her? Sonny didn't answer. He turned around and started back to the tractor. Wait, Judy hollered. She got out of the truck and slammed the door. She caught up with Sonny and tugged on the back of his shirt. You are a jerk, Sonny Gray, she said fiercely. Sonny's face registered his surprise as he turned to face her. I'm a jerk, he asked incredulously. And what, please tell me, is Sierra a saint? No, Judy replied, taking a breath and fighting for control. She's no saint. I'm not saying she hasn't screwed up. She screwed up all right, Judy interrupted before he could finish. I'm saying she realized she was wrong and she sent the guy packing. She loves you, Sonny. She loves you. And I'm just supposed to forget everything? Tell me how to get the pictures out of my mind, and I will. I'll do that. Sonny took Judy's shoulders and glared at her. Tell me how to forget thinking about my wife with that man. Judy ignored the pain of Sonny's fingers as they pried through her sweatshirt. It happens, Sonny. It's not right, but these things happen. A lot of people think they want out. They get mixed up thinking they want something else. But at least Sierra figured it out for herself without betraying you. Judy hadn't meant to get that far into the dirty details, but she couldn't help it. She didn't sleep with him, Sonny. That's what she wanted to tell you. But no, you won't even talk to her. She didn't sleep with Charles Carpenter. Judy watched Sonny closely to see if her words were sinking in. His grip on her shoulders relaxed, and Judy plunged ahead. But even if she had, are you telling me that what y'all have isn't worth it? You wouldn't fight for her? You'd really let her go through this alone? She's scared. For crying out loud, Sonny, she can't see. Judy briefly considered the impact of her next words before they shot out of her mouth. If you do, then you aren't good enough for her anyway, and I'm glad you're out of her life. She deserves more. On that note, Judy turned and stalked back to her truck, calling over her shoulder. She's going to Colorado, in case you're interested. Jim's taking her. Elaine is going to stay here and run your house to be here for the twins. Judy revved the motor up, spinning dirt and grass in the air as she flew out of the field. Sonny climbed back up to the cab of his tractor and leaned across the steering wheel, resting his head on his arms.
Judy's words sang louder and louder in his ears, and he thought about how scared Sierra must be. Colorado, huh? Sonny remembered how Sierra used to go on forever about how pretty Colorado was. Just another of life's cruel jokes, he thought, but no one's laughing. 